welcome to the Pumping Irony Podcast. It's been a while, but we are back. This is the official episode 11. Last episode, if you recall, I said in the body of the podcast that it was episode 11, but then we changed it in post-production to 10.5 <laughs> because Russ and Andrew were with me. Here, it was yeah. uh, Russ's son and my son. So th- this that was a that was a little, uh, little nice bonus little, episode. A bonus, bonus episode. That's yeah. what we call it. Yeah, bonus episode. So this is the official episode 11 of the Pumping Irony Podcast, a podcast where three friends all living in Columbia, Maryland, talk about things we like and things we dislike. Before we get into the podcast, since it has been so long, and, and all three of us were, were off places this summer <laughs> doing things, and, um, and so I thought we'd, we'd uh, give a little bit of a rundown of, of what, we, uh, what we did this summer and some of the highlights maybe of that. So we're going to start out with Russ. We, we referenced this in episode six back in April, Pie and Ride. Oh, that's right. Pie and Ride. <laughs> where Russ went on the, um, the RAGBRAI Registers Annual Great Bike Ride Across Iowa that he did with his, uh, his brothers in, in July. So tell us about your ride. I rode and there was pie. <laughs> that sounds like the best. A lot of pie. Did you, did you eat your your body weight in pie? I did not eat my body weight in pie. We just we figured out we probably all, each ate about twelve pieces of pie over the week. So wow. it was you know average more than two pieces a day. So awesome. And um, it was good pie, right? And it was great pie, especially the the Amish make really good pie. And there was one stand that would follow the ride along and and be there every. So we made it a point to stop at that stand every time. Every day. So, for those of you who don't know, RAGBRAI is the Register's Annual Great Bike Ride Across Iowa. It's been going on for 44 years. Why wouldn't they know that? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's like so famous. It started out with two guys um, joking that, you know, Iowa was flat. And they decided to to uh, find out if it really was flat. And they rode their bikes across it and found out it is not flat. <laughs> I found out that, out that out too. We did the southern route, which is the uh, most hilly route so um how many miles total it was about 420 miles right. uh we actually rode more than that but the official mm-hmm. road ride was 420 miles over seven days so about 60 miles a day yeah, okay that's good and uh um, good pace yeah so it was fun it was great spending time with my brothers my least favorite thing was camping out every night but you know yeah. it was all right sleep on a mat do you have a mat or just a sleep bag or we had uh air mattresses okay. and and sleeping bags and we paid money to a company to set up our tents and take down our tents and blow up our air mattresses and all that. So wow. we didn't have to deal with any of that, which is good. But still but sleeping uh, in a tent every night. But still sleeping in a tent every night. It's hot. In humid Iowa yeah. is, yeah, was fun. Mm. But no, the, the experience itself was great. Uh, plan to do it in a couple of years again, probably with our sons, um, mm-hmm. just because it was fun. It was a good bonding time. and. Yeah. And there was pie and, and much other really good food. That's why I mentioned it when we when you first talked about rag I mentioned the pie because that's, that's all I hear about. Yep. It. And, and now you can prove that there's lots of pie. That's right. So, so that was my highlight for the summer. Oh, great. And Andrew, you had a little adventure yourself. Tell yeah, us what you did. Yeah. Uh, so as most people, I'm sure, listening to this know, uh, the last uh, 13 summers I've gone down to Andrews Island, the Bahamas, um, and been part of uh, the Andrews Bible Camp. Uh, which is a camp that uh, was started about 15 years ago um, just to give uh, the kids on Andros, uh, I guess, something to do for <laughs> a couple hours uh, of the summer. Uh, so we go down, we run camp, and we spend about four days in uh, four different settlements each. So like 16 days total of camp. And 
uh, we play games and we uh, tell uh, give Bible lessons and sing, we have snacks, sing songs, um, sing songs. I play guitar. I don't have to sing, <laughs> um, <laughs> which is the best. Um, and there's you know hand motions involved uh, with said like, songs. like camp songs. You know, yeah, we play we play make it fun. camp songs. Yep. Um, and sometimes the kids get super into the camp songs, and some of the kids really don't like the camp songs. Um, some of the counselors really don't some like the camp. counselors really don't like the camp songs. <laughs> I just like playing a guitar, so I'm fine with it. Yeah. Um, no, we, we had a blast. Uh, we were down there from uh, the last two weeks of July. Yeah, so we had a lot of fun uh, with the kids, a lot of fun with the camps. We had a, um, it's always a good time for just the, uh, you know, like you said, bonding time. So uh, for the counselors at the camp, we had a lot of fun. Uh, Russ's son, Nick, came for the first mm-hmm. time this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was fun to see uh, Nick in that setting. He did fantastic. He loved it. So Yeah. Um, so yeah, he, he was great. We had a couple other new, uh, faces there for the first time as well. Um, had, uh, you know, a couple successful weeks of camp and, uh, no terrible, terrible problems. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. It's always good. So, yeah. Except for one, but we won't talk about yeah. that. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so I, I, I started going down there with Andrew, but then Andrew, um, streak was alive and my streak got broken and I was kind of bummed because I really, I love going down there, especially with new people come down who had never been before and just kind of, you kind of, since we've been going down there for so many years, if you can see the camp through an inexperience in someone else's eye, especially that what you know really well, it's, it's always a lot of fun to do that. So, so yeah, my, um, my streak got broken because I went to California mm-hmm. for my 30th um, high school class reunion and, um, which was, which was a lot of fun. I saw some 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 people I haven't seen in a long long time and um, reconnect with some people and um, and and you know kind of made new friends from people that I really didn't know that well in high school but we talked and had a had a great uh, great conversation there so um, there was a lot of buzz going on Facebook about all the you know all the people on Facebook and talking and sharing pictures and sharing stories so that was kind of cool I mean for me I. I didn't. I didn't spend a lot of time in school during high school, so I didn't. I didn't have really a couple. Uh, the the strongest relationships I had with people um, actually weren't able to come to the reunion. So it was nice to go and and talk to some people. And then there's this one um, this one lady, Stacy, who I didn't really talk to that much in high school. We actually worked together after high school mm-hmm. and and had a great time. And it was funny because I was telling the story to my to my wife about Stacy. Why she was telling the story about. Uh, to her husband at the same time, and so we talked about, hey, it was it was fun working together, and and um, so that was that was kind of neat. Um, we uh, we I went to Disneyland, which was fun. Took my fa- my family to Disneyland for the for, for my kids for the first time. My wife has been there a while ago, and uh, I went with my my best friend Jay. He was in town um, between stints in Spain teaching, um, so I got to, I got to hang out with my friend Jay, um, who I knew from youth group, and uh, and so we were really good friends and. Um, so yeah, I went to Disneyland, which was it was busy and crowded like Disneyland always is. But we went on some rides and um, and had a great time. And uh, and I, I mean, I love being in Southern California, and uh, and so it was nice. We went to In and Out Burger. We saw mm-hmm. some friends, the Golds, who are down from Northern California. They were in town, and so we got to spend a couple hours with them. And so it was neat to reconnect with some some people that you know, some especially people I went to. I was in a youth group with back then. Um, and just spend a, a few hours with with them, and and just and just try to tell stories and reconnect and mm-hmm. meet their family, meet their kids, and and um, so yeah, it was a, it was a fun trip. Um, 
I was probably the the place with the least humidity, Southern California. That was nice. <laughs> yep. I mean, I miss yeah. I miss I miss rolling down the windows in my car. You know, I mean, that's what it was. Is we were just rolling down the windows in the car and drive around. It was beautiful because we didn't need the air conditioning in the car. Because I mean, it was like seventies in the day, and uh, mm-hmm. and um, a couple of days got in the eighties were really hot. And um, but yeah, it was it was beautiful, and and uh, I had a really good time. So those were our adventures. We're, we were kind of all over the place, and um, and now we're back. And so we're going to uh, take a short break, and then we will get into our likes for this podcast. Darling, you got to let me know. Should I stay or should I go? If you say that you are mine, I'll be here till the end of time. Okay, we're going to start with Russ, and he's going to talk about something he likes. Well, since Andrew took what I really wanted to talk about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Should have emailed faster. <laughs> That's all right. I decided I'm going to talk about a TV show, since you usually talk about TV shows. That's true. <laughs> well, this is sort of a TV show. Have you guys seen the new The Tick? Oh, I, I have not. I I'm afraid others. to watch it. It's it is on, on uh, Amazon Prime. Right, right. So, it's, so like it's an pilot. Am- it's an Amazon pilot. Yeah. Um, and is it just one episode? So far, there's only one episode. Okay. Yeah. I picked up yet. I guess series. You have to vote on this or two other Amazon shows. Um, the other two are I Love Dick and and uh, Hello. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> and like. Um, John Claude Van Johnson, which oh, is pretty good, which looks really fun. Yeah, but um, I want to check out uh, the Tick and John Claude Van Johnson. Yeah. Anyway, so I watched the first episode of the Tick and was pleasantly surprised. Mm. Good. The spirit of the blue guy is back. So okay. It's it's good. Um, he the guy who plays him is uh, um, what's his name Peter Serafinowitz, which you might know from Shaun of the Dead. He played yeah, Pete. He, he was the roommate. He was the roommate oh, in Shaun of the oh. Dead. He does oh, okay. He doesn't have like Patrick Warburton's chin, right, but yeah. but he's got the the feel of the tick down. So he's, does he have he's a British accent. Really good. He does not have oh, a British okay. accent. He, he has he an American. He acts. He has an American tick accent. I guess. Okay. <laughs> but no, it was really it was really well done. Griffin Newman. I don't know him from anything else. He plays um, Arthur um, Arthur Everest. You know the the moth. Yeah, the moth. Guy. Guy. <laughs> so um, and but. The uh, yeah, it's just it's just really fun. It, it brings back that that great uh, you know feeling that we had. You guys have probably both seen the tick. Oh yeah. Right. The, so the, it started off. It wasn't the cartoon right. first. It was a cartoon first, and then they did yeah. the live and then action. They did the live action. And, and I have seen both, and I can't tell. I can't remember which one I liked more. Yeah, I, 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 I love the live, the live action one. I love the live action. I probably need too, to go back so. and revisit because it's I been a long. It was on Amazon Prime a while back, and I rewatched most of it like a year or so ago. I like Patrick Warburton so. Yeah, and he's actually a producer on this one, so he's got it's got his blessing, you know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that that was my biggest fear with watching the new one was like yeah. Patrick Warburton is just such a perfect right. Tick. He was and like I can't imagine anyone else in that suit and like right. he, he's on another show right now so he couldn't do it right. <laughs> um, so yeah, but, but he is a producer, so yeah, check it out. It's 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 worth it's worth. The is time, it half an so. hour? That it's half an hour. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So and it's free on Amazon Prime. So do you have to be an Amazon Prime member to watch it free, or is it can you watch it? I don't know actually. I mean, I'm I'm an Amazon Prime yeah, member, I, I, so. Yeah. so. 
love Amazon Prime. Yeah. Yeah. So check it out. Um, the terror looks like it'll be, he'll be very uh, scary too. The 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 uh, super villain is, you know is taking over the city. So, but you only get little glimpses of him. But and okay. I, I don't know who's playing him. But anyway. So did you vote then? I haven't yet, but I will. Okay. So. And he hasn't watched the other ones. How can you vote? Right. Well, that's true. <laughs> well, you can. You I know, do have to watch cheat. the other two. So. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you know you really like that one, I mean, and you can't imagine something yeah, be what better. If he, what if he watches John Claude Van Johnson and, it's and likes it way better? better. Then he can't unvote. I did. I did watch the the preview that shows you know some of all three of them, mm-hmm. and yeah, John Claude Van Johnson looks really funny. So. Oh. So yeah, I'm gonna. I want to check out both of those. Yep. Um, I haven't. Or will they, will they only pick up one, or are they? Is that? I don't know how. I think it depends on how much interest there's. Yeah. Like, if, yeah. if, if, if there's overwhelming interest for, you know, two or maybe even three, they would go for it. But right. Um, yeah, I don't know the the financial model for them or how they decide right. or anything yeah. like that. But yeah, they do their pilot season like every year. Right. Maybe. And I've watched a few year. of them in the past, but um, I just haven't, haven't gotten to watching the tick yet. Yeah, it's only been for like what a week or two. Yeah, it's it's pretty oh, new. Yeah. So. I saw that on Facebook. Like your brother watched. Yeah, it. yeah. Is that what it, that's what that's what I was like. Oh, oh okay, okay, I'll watch this. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. check it out. Definitely, yeah, definitely plan on checking yeah. at least two of them out. I'll probably end up watching all three. Right. I watched a few of you know. I, I watched the the man the high castle pilot before. Right. And I still have not gotten back to that show. <laughs> There's so many shows. Yeah. Like season two starts in like November. I know. Or something. And I haven't seen the last season two of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt yet, so I'm I'm yeah. way behind. If you guys don't watch the stuff that we recommend, <laughs> how do you expect our listeners to watch it? <laughs> <laughs> Those real Olympics. The Olympics really screwed it up. I, my my Olympic fever was so high that I didn't have time for anything else. So. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to the thing that I really wanted to talk about. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let's move on to Andrew's like. Yeah. So, I saw a movie this week <laughs> um, that everyone just needs to go out and watch. And, Absolutely. like, literally stop listening to the podcast right now until <laughs> you've seen see this, this movie because it's it's worth it. Um, so, I, I got to see uh, Kubo and the Two Strings mm-hmm. um, this past week. And it is, hands down, one of my favorite movies of the last several years. Yeah. Um, I love this movie. <laughs> like... Like an irrational, like absurd. <laughs> love. I started writing down notes for the things I like about the movie, and I just wrote "beautiful" like eight times, and then I mixed it up with "visually stunning" afterwards. Um, Do you want to date this movie? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would totally date this movie. Uh, but th- so this is the I think the fourth film by Leica, um, and yeah. yeah, I've I've enjoyed all of Leica's movies. Yeah. Um, I think you guys have seen all of them, but Box Trolls. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen, right. Coraline um, and Paranorman. Yeah, I haven't seen the Box Trolls. Yeah. And Box Trolls, I think, is definitely my least favorite of their movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's worth it just for the visuals. Right. Like, I mean, there's a, there's a couple great action moments in Box Trolls, um, and especially if you can watch it in 3D, watch it in 3D mm-hmm. um, because yeah, it looks it looks fantastic. I mean, there's there's some shots in Box Trolls that rival anything in. Uh, Kubo. Mm. Yeah. Um, just like really interesting, like camera angles for a stop mode. Like that's what. Like really, you know, is the most impressive thing for me uh, for a lot of Leica stuff is just how well directed they are. Mm-hmm. Um, just like, yeah. just like angles you wouldn't expect to see mm-hmm. like from 
a movie, like something that's stop motion animated. Oh yeah, by the way, all these movies are stop motion animated. Right. And Which, the first scene in, in the Kubo is like, how do they do that? I mean, it's uh, water. CG. A lot of CG. Oh, it's a lot of CG. <laughs> they, they do add some CG. Do they? Yeah, they've started yeah. that uh, more but, recently. So yeah, all the water and, and the oh, most, okay. like, CG and like they have CG effects with like some of the mist and stuff. Oh, okay. Um. So yeah, that that opening scene especially is is a yeah. combination of stop motion and and. Uh, but I do believe stop motion is in every frame of the movie. Yeah. So, you know, okay. um, yeah, all the, I think they said with... all the characters, anything that is directly interacted with by any of the characters is all like real. Yeah. Um, so you might have like, it's mostly just like the backgrounds that are yeah. like uh, CG, but none of the characters are CG. Um, and yeah, so this is, this is a phenomenal movie as you know, Russell yeah. attests to. <laughs> I can attest yeah, to because I saw it yesterday. Saw it yesterday too. Um, so we're all big, big fans of this movie. Um, it, uh, so I guess I don't want to talk about too, too much of the plot. Right. Um, but also it's not really like that weird of a plot. I mean, it's, it's sort of, you know, there's not a ton of like twists and turns, I guess. Um, but so the movie starts off, which has one of my favorite intros of a movie ever. Um, just like. First of all, every anything that starts off with the words "don't blink" is probably right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, a great, it's a great thing automatically. So yeah, good call on that. Yeah. Uh, so it starts off with um, a woman on a boat, like in a in a in a giant storm on the ocean, um, and she does a cool thing with the guitar, right. which I'm a fan of. Um, ends up shipwrecked, basically, and you know you, you just see her like crawling along the sand. Oh like, yeah, it, which is just like it's so great, um, and she has the child with her named Kubo, mm -hmm. uh, and then it sort of uh, flashes to a couple years uh, when Kubo is a little older. Um, he's probably like ten or eleven. Yeah, something like that. Like that. Yeah. He's taking care of his mom, um, and you know, hilarity ensues. Basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, he he ends up on this uh, epic quest, I guess. Yeah. Um, you know, meeting characters along the way mm -hmm. and, you know, having to fight evil. Um, but what really impressed me, especially about the beginning of the, the movie is like, it just lets you like, like chill with like Kubo. Like uh -huh. it, it, it just, right. it, it takes a while to get going in the best way. Right. Like there is this amazing, like, you know, storytelling scene, which is, you know, one of my favorite mo scenes out of any movie ever. Um, where Kubo is just like telling a story in yeah. like a really interesting way yeah. that I'm not going to give away. <laughs> yeah, he plays his um, instrument. I don't think I, I, there's probably a technical term for the the Japanese instrument that it is. Yeah, like a three string, three string guitar like thing. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but I, I mean, I, I love that. That okay. So it's it takes place in in Japan. So you have this kind of this foreign magical setting that you know we're not really used to that mm -hmm. a lot, um, which kind of heightens i think the the mystery and the majesty of it and then you have all those these magical elements that you're like whoa and it's not like treated like anything different you know they're not right. really dwell on that yeah no one seems to really care right that this magic right. stuff yeah. is happening or be that impressed or well they're impressed but not like incredulous or maybe that's just because kubo has been in this town for you know 10 or 11 years yeah. and they've, right. see, they've seen it they've all seen it. <laughs> um I will say it is like the whitest possible cast for a movie that takes place in Japan. Or the the main cast, the, the yeah, main cast the, the, is the mom, and then the um, and then the kid, and and then the the beetle. Right. Yeah, is as white as you could possibly yeah. find people. 
but I, I understand how they how they why they do that because obviously it's voice casting and you and you want to sell the movie to to yeah. to an audience in America and if you can put a, a name like Charlize Theron attached to it then maybe more people are going to go and see it yeah. because of that and I understand I was reading something online where where someone says I I'd love to see this in in Japanese with English subtitles, you know, to, to watch <laughs> yeah. it if if they has it on yeah, the um, cool. on the Blu-ray, right. if they could do that, um, put it in Japanese, and then and mm-hmm. then if it would change the feel of the story at all, if it was like because it's set in, set in Japan, and that'd be kind of cool. I, I feel like it was really, um, it really liked loved its Japanese ancestors, Japanese setting, and mm-hmm. and you know, obviously it was influenced by that. So right. so the fact that there were white actors talking didn't really bother me because it felt so oriental japanese right. whatever to me um but you know i, I thought it was a beautiful fantastic movie so. oh definitely um and like this is i think it's also like the least creepy of like his movies but there's right. still some there's some, there's some incredibly <laughs> creepy things like sisters are yeah there's sisters i don't know what it is about like well they, they combine two of this like the creep like the easiest creepy things with one of the characters which is Someone who's talking, but the mouth, mouth isn't, isn't moving. moving. Right. Um, and people talking in unison. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just like the two easiest effects to just like make something incredibly creepy. Yeah. Even if, when it's the same voice, like just the same uh, act, you know, actresses of voice talking in unison. Right. It just adds like this crazy creep factor. And I don't know, the fact that like, I don't know, I thought the, the fact that that was a mask was so interesting. Yeah. And then later on, something happens with the mask and... Yeah. And the face is similar to the mask. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. I just thought that was, yeah. like, such a great touch. Um, I love this movie and I could talk about it for yeah. the rest of the day. I mean, I, I like... I mean, the things I like were the... Well, I, actually, all of like his movies is... I do like the creepy factor because that... I mean, I they don't shy away from that. It's, it's a... You know, it's a kid's movie, but, you know, they don't, like dumb it down or they don't right. you know sanitize it they this is a story and yeah there's creepy elements to it and but i mean i i like that about mm-hmm. it and I, i'm glad they, they don't shy away from it i hope they don't in in future movies because you know it it makes this it ramps up the stakes i guess a little bit you know mm-hmm. yeah for the, for the for the main character that there is something really dangerous right. out there and it's not fun and games really i mean yeah. there is a sense of of um Peril and uh, and so they make it creepy enough. You're like, oh my gosh, you know what's going to happen, um, and oh yeah, it's I mean just absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. And that if you <clears throat> watch till the end, you know the credits and they show the I mean one of the largest ever stop motion. Yeah. The the big giant the big skeleton thing. That thing. Yeah, I didn't move until the last credit was done. Like, yeah. like yeah. we just like sat there in the theater and just waiting for everything to come by. Because the credits are as good as a lot right. of yeah. other movies that <laughs> oh, I've right. seen. Yeah. Um, and the music. You, I mean, you just talked about the yeah. music. The music oh, I've is... listened to the score, like, several yeah. times at this point. That's yeah, the music all is... I listen to on uh, Wednesday. The music is great. And the, I mean, the ending song, a great version of Why My Guitar Gently Weeps. Yeah. yeah. With this Japanese kind of right. guitar right. instrument yeah. thing. Just, it was like, oh my gosh, that's, that's a great version. Yeah, the music for this movie is so much fun. Uh, there are such great, like, action set pieces mm-hmm. in this oh, movie, yeah. which I've never seen anything like that in a stop-motion animated movie. Right. Like, the whole scene on the boat, right. like, in the middle, is just, is incredible. Like, it would yeah. be great for a live-action or, like, even a, a full CG movie, 
but just the fact that it's all stop motion animated, right. like yeah. it's well choreographed, mm-hmm. like it's like it's just this huge like like summer action set piece, yep. yeah. Um, that would fit into like basically any other movie, um, but it looks you know, you know, ten times as good because it's like stop motion animated. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like I said, the 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 giant skeleton and there's you know like dragon creatures and. All kinds of just eyeballs really, and yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> eyeballs, and Un- under, yeah, underwater eyeballs, um, yeah, and th- and that that set piece is even like well edited between the two different you know like you know, action underwater, things yeah, that are going action underwater, underwater, the action stuff. Water, yeah, yeah, and it's and there's great storytelling in that because you're also yeah. finding things out about ca- characters during that action scene, like it's it's amazing. Yeah, there's. Um, all of Leica's movies do this, and and many stop motion movies do this, where there's not a wasted scene in it. Mm-hmm. You know, it, yeah. every every scene is advancing the story somehow. Because they can't, because it takes so long. Right, to do. right, and that's that's so what I think time. that you know, these these are handcrafted movies. You know, as opposed to, I mean, CGI CGI is so, I mean, relatively inexpensive now than as to what it was that. Sometimes, you know, you get CG movies that are just crap because, mm-hmm. well, I can put that on screen. Let's do it. And it's right. like, no. You know, if, if, it, if you have to take the time and figure out, okay, this is going to cost me this much to make this scene. Is this scene really worth it? Right. You know, and so I love, I love that, that every scene means something and, and advances the story somehow, which is, right. makes it a great yeah, movie. That's so. what I mean. That's what I like about Like is that the story yeah. is so important and the story is so well told. Because they, right. they have to pay more attention to the story, where these CGI yeah. ones were those, those like, you know, I saw a scene for this movie, movie Storks, and I don't want to rag on the movie Storks already, but I'm like watching this preview, I'm like, I, I mean, I yeah. guess it's a kids movie, but even most, even most kids movies, adults can go to and find something in it, but I'm like watching this preview, I'm like, I don't, nope. I have no interest <laughs> in seeing this movie at all. I don't think there's anything for me, and it's like. I don't know. It just seems so, and it's a CGI movie that right. I don't know. It, it seems like there's, they're, they're sacrificing the story or the story's not well told. And, and this Kubo, the story was great. It was really well told. And like you said, it took its time. You know, we got to yeah. meet Kubo and, I didn't even know what the plot of the movie was going to be right. for a good 20-some minutes. And oh, it, yeah. it took me till almost the end to figure out what the actual title of the movie means. Yeah. It yeah. was like, that, oh. That, I love that. That okay. was great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was so great. It took their time to, to, um, to, to go through that, because you're like, two on the two strings, and you're like, I don't know. He's playing a three-string right. instrument. I don't know what he's doing. What could that out. possibly mean? It's like, is one going to break and then he only has two? Yeah. To do the, yeah. But yeah, it was oh. great. But, <laughs> right, the the alternate title I call it was Kubo and the Deathly Hallows. Because <laughs> 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 there's a similar element to that. He's like, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's, it's great storytelling. It's great storytelling within the movie. Yeah. <laughs> just the way that Kubo tells right. stories, which I think is just fantastic. Yeah. Um, Makes yeah. you want to go out and learn origami. <laughs> yeah. Like... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's there's characters that don't even talk in the movie that are, like, my favorite characters. Right. <laughs> just because, you know, the way they move, and they're so expressive, yeah. just with, you know, and you guys obviously know which character I'm talking about, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's it's fantastic. I think this movie should be, like, shown in schools. <laughs> just oh, yeah. like Just, like, as just a, a you know, just a, a way of... Telling showing stories. people, yeah, telling stories. Yep. Like it's so much better than everything else that's out there, as far <laughs> yeah. as I'm concerned. Like, you know, this is my favorite. This is my favorite movie of the year. In in the same year, we got a movie with the best Spider-Man we've ever had. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> and this is probably my favorite movie of the, like the last three or four years. Mm-hmm. 
Like, um, I just, I came out, I was smiling the whole time watching this movie. <laughs> um, it's gorgeous. I'm, you know, going to buy the... As soon as we walked version. out, my, my kids said, we're buying that movie when it comes yeah, out. I'm like, yep. Right. <laughs> well, because I love, uh, if you've got any other, like, uh, like, DVDs or Blu-rays... Like especially like Coraline, I remember just delving into all the background three, stuff. I owned Coraline three times. Yeah. Okay, so, <laughs> so just like even the the, the, the making, how they how you make it and stuff, just like yeah. all the, the attention to detail of the clothes and how they're having to do this and all the different you know heads for all the different facial expressions for all the different for all the different characters. Right. Yeah. But I was looking on like um, IMDb and it it's like for a a movie it, the budget was was quite reasonable i would think you know mm-hmm. i hope they hope they you know triple or whatever that but it's a lot cheaper than a lot of these dumb movies that are out there that right. cost you yeah. know three times as much and you know are worth you know yeah. a lot less as as far as like in my view of, of, of um rating their their enjoyment factor mm-hmm. yeah i mean so yeah. if you can tell a really good story and you know come you know you get that the, the the fact is you can tell a really good story and it's money doesn't mean that you, uh, the story's going to be good. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And we yeah. and we've seen some duds this year. <laughs> we've seen that. a lot of duds this year. This has been a rough summer. Yeah. Like, there's been a couple of pretty good movies. You know, I think Civil War was amazing. And, and uh, I even delved into some of the there's some of the, these like smaller movies that I heard are really good. Like I want to see that new with Chris Pine and. Um, Star Trek into darker. No, 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 no. <laughs> not the Star Trek one. But he's a bank robber with Ben Foster and um, Jeff Bridges. Hell or High Water. This movie is mm-hmm. supposed to be really, really good. That's a good story, yeah. and um, it's more of like a uh, smaller kind kind of movie. Yeah, that, as, yeah. As far as the the big summer blockbusters this year it went, well, it's been pretty much overall. Pretty start off great with with Captain America, and right. then it's like <laughs> started off terrible with Batman v Superman. Well, oh, yeah, <laughs> that, was first, that was first, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then, you know, Civil War Race Bar, and that was my favorite movie of the year for a while, and now Kubo is out, and, like, I just want to see it, like, ten more times in theaters. Yeah. Um, I, w- I will say, I don't know if it was just my projection of it, like, in the in the theater, but it was my least favorite of the 3D of all of their movies. Ah, uh, so yeah, so um, I saw it in 2D. So have you seen it just once, then? I've seen it once. I'm going to okay. see it at least one more time. Okay. Um, if not eight more times. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to so. go back and see it in 2D, then, because... Uh, you know what? I've like it that. wasn't bad 3D. Okay. Like it just didn't feel ne- like the uh, the other all of the other Leica movies feel like necessary to watch in 3D. Um, yeah. Like it just added so much. I thought and like Kubo looked like fine in 3D. It wasn't bad like mm-hmm. some movies. It just didn't feel like it added like nearly as much. as So you're saying that the projection was as bright as it could be? Maybe that's, that's what I'm actually, hoping. I've actually heard. I've listened to another podcast about movies, uh, another film one, film spotting, mm-hmm. and they were talking about 3D movies that, and they've had some really bad experiences with 3Ds where the projection is is not yeah, no, right. that's bright pretty, enough. It's a pretty common thing. And so that's and like you, you get. You, I guess you lose a lot of the contrast between the the front and the back. Um, so if it's not trying to be gimmicky with the 3D, it's it's tougher to notice sometimes. Yeah. Um, but for a lot of the movie, like it, if the movie had been in 2D, I wouldn't have noticed the difference. Mm-hmm. Um, but whereas even a movie like Box Trolls, like you know, just like every or maybe maybe it's because I'm watching that at home, like mm-hmm. on you know a, a good TV. Yeah. But like it looks fantastic in 3D. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and same with Cor- Coraline and Paranorman. Yeah. Um, Coraline still for <laughs> me is like the best. 3D movie I've ever seen because the 3D added so much to that movie and you felt like you could almost like 
you know, dive into no, that no, movie yeah. and be part of it. And you wanted to also. Yeah. But I figure I own the rest of the Leica movies in 3D, so I might as well buy I'm going to buy this one in 3D also. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. um, maybe it'll look better on my TV. I don't know. It might. <laughs> Probably will. Um, yeah. Like, like, yeah, Leica is, like, after Paranorman, it's a movie, like, a studio that I'm just going to see every movie they make, mm. like, blindly. I don't care. If you tell me a Leica movie came out, I'll go watch it in the theater. <laughs> yeah. Like, until they make, you know, a couple movies that are pretty bad. But, right. Like, they're, you know, it's, like, like Pixar, they're, they're, pushing that envelope the right. same way or I don't even know if it's pushing the envelope with Leica because they're the only ones like that are sending letters like it's like they're the only ones doing this uh-huh. yeah. um, but it's so far beyond what you know you have with Wallace and Gromit like and stuff yeah right yeah I mean if, just looking at the difference between you know Toy Story 1 and Toy Story 3 for animation yeah um, like you know Pixar has been doing some great work and mm-hmm. you know just really pushing that technology and Leica is doing something that no one else you know, no other studio is doing right. uh, with their animation, and it's yeah. just like I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and Pixar for me used to be like, oh, I'll go see a Pixar movie no matter what. But they've had a couple, <laughs> they've had a couple misses there. Yeah. So I'm like, come on. I mean, they have their catalog is way bigger, also. But, but yeah, and I'm sure Michael will be the same because Mike is only putting out a movie every two years or so. Yeah, um, I don't know. What was the box rolls? That was two years ago. Was 2014. 2014. Yeah. 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 Um, well, please, which is totally, totally worth watching. Yeah. Please, people, um, go see go see Kubo examples. and the Two Strings while it's in theaters. Support really good storytelling. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah. This is the their worst opening out of any of their movies, yeah, and it's in sure. my opinion by far their best movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'm assuming it might do better overseas. Um, I hope so. Recoup some of their their, their box office money. Yeah. So yeah. On a semi related note to that, I saw a article that said. I guess in China they tried to put the new Bourne movie in 3D, and it was just making people sick. Like, oh. why would anyone want to watch a Paul Greengrass movie in 3D? Yeah. <laughs> like, that seems like the worst idea. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a, it's like you're sticking it in a bowl and just shaking yourself yeah. up for a while. Yeah, I'd, like I've never gotten nauseous in a 3D movie, but I would I would legitimately just avoid that. Like like the yeah. play. Well, you get nauseous sometimes in Paul Greengrass movies in 2D. <laughs> yeah, oh, what's going on? Yeah. She doesn't know what a steady cam is. Yeah. All right. So go <laughs> see right. Leica. I um, mean, go see Kubo and the Two Strings, the latest Leica studio. And movie. all of other Leica's yeah, other movies. Go see Leica's movies. Them. Yeah. <laughs> just watch all of Leica's movies. <laughs> Good stories. You you won't regret it. All right. So so my like we're going we're sticking with this um, good storytelling, I think, and I'm going to talk about the Netflix um, series Stranger Things. It's an eight part. Um, I guess series. miniseries. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's probably gonna have a season two. So. Is it, oh, hopefully, yeah. Because you really after after I got the end of it, I was like, I hope I want to see well, season two. It's it's Netflix's most popular show ever. Is it? So yeah, yeah. It's gonna pretty have a sure. It's gonna yeah. have a season They're gonna two. throw money at the Duffy yeah. brothers, <laughs> Duffer brothers, Duffer. Right? Yeah. So uh, Stranger Things, it's um, it's a it's a TV series uh, on 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 Netflix. It takes place in 1983 in this town called. It's in Indiana, Hawkins, Indiana, um, and it's just—it's it's such a place, such an homage to to all, some of my favorite things. It's like a sci-fi horror series, um, <clears throat> and it, it's so many references. I, I mean, Russ, I think you you and your whole family need to watch it because I think you'd all enjoy yeah, it. We haven't watched it yet, um, but you're talking, you know, Steven Spielberg. There's mm-hmm. there's there's references to that. There's a there's a thing. Poster on one of the kids' walls. There's an Evil Dead poster on one of the yeah. kids' walls. So you're talking about John Carpenter. Um, 
Well, it's three different movies going on during this series. <laughs> yeah. Because the kids are in a Steven Spielberg movie. Right. The teenagers are in a John Carpenter movie. And the right. adults are in a Stephen King movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, it's, it's this, this beautiful awesome. mashup of all these yep. great, you know, 80s references. And I was thinking the storytelling is so good. Um, and you don't know what's going on a lot of the times. And, you know, you got... You, like you said, you got the kids, so you, you got that that part where they're all you know these twelve year old kids trying to you know navigate their way through, and they're all into Dungeons and Dragons. So these the main cast is these, these bunch of nerdy little kids, um, and and uh, and you know getting beat up by the school bullies, and um, and then you got their high school <laughs> nerdy kids, you know the the popular kids versus the nerdy kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and, you know, I don't want to give too much of the plot away, but it, it, you've got government, shady government agency, you've got um, monsters, you've got um, telekinetic little girl, <laughs> you've got, you know, this small town setting, you've got the... the you've got adults that just don't understand, you got, man. Yeah, you've got Winona Ryder <laughs> as, this, as, you know, who, who started off as, as, the, as the kid, you know, in peril. Now she's... And later on, she's mm-hmm. the the adult. Yeah. Um, she's going through her own stuff. You got the chief of police who's going through his own stuff. Yeah. You've um, got the horror of trying to untangle Christmas lights. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so many Christmas lights, and so most of them are unused. Yeah. Um, yeah, but but the the music in this is great. I mean, the yeah. opening, you know, the title music is is just so. It such evokes such a great response. Netflix to you, like, has great title music. Yeah, they do. Every they title, do. <laughs> <laughs> they do. You gotta like. You can't fast forward through the titles. Like some stuff, I, I fast through the title music, but you know, it's just it kind of grips you and it brings you into the story. Um, the like the logo is just you know is is great. It looks so eighties too. Yeah, the, the logo for Stranger mm-hmm. Things. Wasn't that like Stephen King font or whatever? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's fantastic. I love the show. Did you, yeah, did you just, end up finishing it? I finished it. I, I mean, I was like, you were like, you watch this, and you're like, I gotta watch the next episode. Yeah. Because um, I mean, if it was serialized like once a week, it would have been torture. I think <laughs> <laughs> it's only eight episodes. Most of them, I mean, I don't think any of them go over an hour. So you're talking mm-hmm. um, 55 minutes to I think the source one was 42 minutes. Yeah. Um, and. I mean, the acting is so good, and a lot, not a lot of well-known faces. I think so. Like I said, Winona Ryder is the mom. Um, Matthew Modine plays the shady government figure who you don't know what quite right. I don't think he even speaks for the first like three or four episodes. You know, he he's just kind of as a, as a presence there, mm-hmm. and and it pops up with his shock of white hair that you know, and you're like, who's this guy? And what's his what's his story? Um, so it kind of keeps you intrigued, kind of keeps you wanting to watch more. The little girl is just the actress is Phenomenal. fantastic. Um, I mean, it's like, oh, she's got a great future. The kids who play like the the, the nerdy kind of friends, D and D friends, mm-hmm. yeah. are all good, and and they're so. There's a cult following around Barb now. Yeah, hashtag we are, we are all Barb. So Barb plays the, the teenage Nancy, who's kind of one of the main characters. Um, her friend Barb is the frumpy, you know, mom jeans and the frilly collar shirt. And, you know, we all knew someone like that in the 80s, and, yep. um, especially in the small town. And, yeah, so she's the unfortunate friend. And uh, yeah. But, yeah, there's this – people have this cult following on on on, uh, on the Internet. And, you know, this hashtag, we are all Barb, that, you know, want to see more of Barb. But, you know, not to give too much away, but you might not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so yeah, you got the teenagers, you got the little kids, you got the adults, and they're all kind of going through stuff. And um, 
and it's it's it is generally creepy, you know. I mean, there's some parts where it's like, oh my gosh, it's creepy, because um, you don't know what's going on. Um, but like I said, if you go and do a list of all the all the um, all the references, mm-hmm. Alien, you know, you got the, it was an Alien um, kind of homage to that, um, which is one of your favorite movies. So. Yeah, absolutely. And, and your daughter's favorite movie. So my daughter's favorite you'll, movie. You'll love, you'll <laughs> love, love, love this series. I guarantee yeah. it. Yep. Um, but yeah, going back to the cast, so so Matthew Modine, Winona Ryder, the only other one is the, um, is uh, Karen Wheeler. She's she's the mom of, of two of the main characters, Nancy and then the little kid, Mike. Um, and her name is... Yeah, but, but I've seen her, Kara Buono, I don't know how to pronounce her last name. Yeah, you've seen the, the sheriff and stuff, too. Yeah, he was in Newsroom, but but she was just, I just recently and saw her in, um, <laughs> was he in Suicide Squad? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I saw that in a I'm like, I totally, you know, put that yeah, on. he's one of the, the government people. It, well, there you go. But uh, the mom, um, she played like an assassin in Person of Interest. That's the last part of this. <laughs> yeah. she was She was super badass in yeah. person of interest and then she now to see her playing the mom is kind of funny because I, I and i love... kind of gives you a shock like oh my gosh that's her and uh, yeah one of my favorite characters is actually the the dad of the 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 main boy oh and, yeah and nancy uh so he's so clueless yes he's, so clueless. <laughs> he's like what what's going on <laughs> Uh, yeah. And well, the uh, kid that plays is Mike. Yeah, he doesn't know he's in a movie. Right. Basically. <laughs> yeah. But the kid who plays his little Mike Wheeler, Finn Wolfhard is, his, is the actor's name. That's an awesome name. It is, exactly. <laughs> but I thought, you know, ah, I, I thought he was so good. And especially the interaction between him and um, Eleven, his name, his name of this, little, this girl who has the telekinetic powers. I mean, you're just like, ah, you felt. You felt so heartbroken, at the, you know. It's like this guy who's this, this nerdy little kid, and he finds this girl that he likes, and and it's like, oh, I've been there so many times. You know? It's like, and I feel, I feel for that. I feel for him so much. And um, but yeah, yeah. And his friends are the best. Also, yeah. Like, everyone, yeah. Every, every one of this movie or this show, yeah. is even great. the fight, the fights that they have, you're like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've had fights with friends like that. You know, they're still friends, but they, you know, mm-hmm. they're 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 so close, and then sometimes. You know, something happens, and an outsider comes in and kind of threatens to tear them apart. And, yep. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's wonderful. And like I said, it's only eight episodes, so you're not investing a whole, a lot of your time. But, but definitely can't wait for season two. It's eight good hours. Very eight good hours. Yeah. So like I said, uh, you are whole your whole family. Yep. You should guys watch it together. And I, I'm, I can't wait. I think I want to watch it with, uh, at least Owen and maybe Shannon. Um, she find me too creepy for my wife. <laughs> she <laughs> like creepy things. Um. But yeah, I want to watch it with them also and, and see what they like. But you, but for you especially, you'll get all the references to all the mm-hmm. '80s stuff, which makes makes it a, just a fun, a fun you know you know romp to go through all yeah. these things. Yeah. And I'm feeling very nostalgic. You know, '80s my my class reunion. I should start <laughs> another podcast called Tim Quigg Gets Stuck in the '80s. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's one of those things where yep, yeah, here there's another '80s reference that I, I love love the '80s. Um, so there you go, Stranger Things on Netflix, one of the original pro, original series. Cool. So we'll take a little break, and then we'll get into our dislikes, which probably going to be pretty short, but we'll do it anyways.
right, so I'm going to start with my dislike, and it's going to go back, you know, the, the Olympics are over. Um, Is that your dislike? No. <laughs> if they're over, no. I mean, I think U.S. State did really good. Um, but Maryland was, did really well. Yeah, Maryland, yeah. yeah. Maryland. <laughs> if, we, the if, we were, if we were a wrong country, we'd be like the 14th, you know, medal-winning country <laughs> of all of them. Um, but it was it was one instance and one... Um, it was the Ryan Lochte incident <laughs> that that has just gotten so in in our. He's kind of sh NBC has kind of shoved it down our throats so much <laughs> when we're watching the Olympics. So I'm like, I want to see, I want to see athletic competitions. I want to see you know all the stuff, and they just devoted so much of the broadcast to this thing that mm. is still developing that no one really knows exactly right. what happened. They have a pretty good idea at this point of what really now, happened. Well, even though, I mean, I've been going on and then there's conflicting things where, the, like, USA had their own uh, their own investigation. They went to the bathroom and it's like, I've seen pictures of that bathroom, like, how can you tell if that was vandalized or not? Because it's, it's a bathroom in full town in Brazil pro at this convenience store. Richard, off the bat, you're like, that's probably not the cleanest bathroom or the most well-taken-care bathroom anyways. And But whatever, it's just that that while the actual, my dislike was while actual competition was happening, that they could have been showing their right. de develop. I mean, they're they're taking 15, 20 minutes at a time to talk about the timeline of what happened. It's like more. It was so <laughs> boring, and it just took away so much of it. And it sh we shouldn't have let that been a, that was a, a distraction. We should have said, you know, this was an unfortunate incident. Right. Okay, we're not going to dwell on that. Let's yeah. dwell on all the well, good there's, there's a place for all that discussion, but it's not during the like it's, the actual yeah. Olympic broadcast. Yeah. That's for the news and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Not the actual broadcast of the Olympics. Right. And so it's like, you, and, you know, and you know, a lot of people have criticized NBC and they get it every four years or every yeah, two years now. Olympic coverage. Um, their Olympic coverage. And, and no one's ever satisfied. You're never going to satisfy everyone. And it's, I was reading was one friend on Facebook is like, you try to do a better job of all these different things you got to do. And I, and I, by and large, I thought NBC did a pretty good job and I was happy and I love their, that I was able to watch their app and, or go online and watch live events that they're streaming mm -hmm. there. And so if you wanted to get your Rio fill, you could get your real Olympic. Right fill for the day and then some but you know they're they're they're, they're precious sweet prime time hours when they're going to show all the the good stuff the swimming and gymnastics swimming and gymnastics right? <laughs> which let's know, be let's be real right <laughs> um, yeah you didn't see many um archery competitions on there and and all that but and and those are the ones we did the most the best in also but but you uh, beach volleyball a lot of beach volleyball um but like you could have been showing all these interesting things that are developing with athletes yeah. and, and into that, where instead you're just taking all this time with, with Ryan Lochte, which yeah. you know, <laughs> I I don't know. It's just, I thought it just got so overblown and shoved down our face. Where you know it, it could have been, you know, let's deal with it in in a in the right <laughs> setting in the right yep. context. Yeah, but let's devote this this time to the, the actual Olympics and these these athletes that are doing amazing things. Um, and let's see that instead. Yeah, well, I think they've come out and said that they're not covering the Olympics as sports as much as entertainment. Um, they're aiming for more of the reality TV feel for yeah. the broadcasts. Which... I think that's I think that's directly from NBC. Not, oh, really? Not criticism. Yeah. This is because they say this is what gets better numbers. This is what people want to see, or at least the majority of people that are watching want to see. I think that's why a lot of you know sports fans 
right. issue with some of the crime right. <laughs> So it's not, I don't think it's a, even like a, a failing in the way that they're like broadcasting it. Like it's an intentional decision that a lot of people just don't yeah. agree with. Right. Uh, and that's why they're covering the thing. Like, cause, cause the Ryan Lochte thing, that's gr- a great reality television right. like stuff. But if you want to watch, you know, sports, that's not really what you care about so much. <laughs> but I don't um, think, I just, I, I don't think it was a great reality television because it was like, we don't even know what's going on and they're trying to explain it all and it's like it's drama it's, it was <laughs> I don't know it was bad drama <laughs> it was a bad story that you know let's go on to some good better stories you know yeah yeah. we can rip apart Ryan Lochte in other settings they didn't mention awful blue hair at all you know but <laughs> but yeah so that, yeah. that was my only dislike that it was like shoved down our, our face mm-hmm. so much that, that I wanted to see um, well, another short thing that that um, I, Usain Bolt um, has has gained a little respect in my eyes. That <laughs> just for smiling, what? Is it just for smiling? For smiling, no. For but for that that he he seems like in, in, in real life he's an actually an actual good guy. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's he gives a lot back to his his neighborhood and his and his country, mm-hmm. and the fact that he stopped. While the the national anthem of the United States of America was performing, and like let's not talk, you know, um, and he seems like a really good guy. He's just got a huge ego, and maybe on the on the um, on the field, he's he seems like a, a kind of a yeah. egotistical jerk. Although that I do like that when even the during the semifinals when he and the other racer were smiling at each other, like yeah, you're <laughs> you're not going to beat me, I'm going to beat you. I like I like that. So so he. He's 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 kind of damaged my cynical outlook on, on, on Usain Bolt just a, a, a tad, and you don't like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> I want to stay in my cynicism. He he melted my heart a little. <laughs> so that's my dislike. All so right. let's go on to uh, Andrew. All right, I also have a short one because I wanted to spend more time talking about Kubo the things that I don't yeah, like. Exactly, you want to spend time on the good stuff and not, yeah. not so much on the bad stuff. Um, so my dislike is uh, a sort of an almost literal uh, bait and switch um, that I read about uh, this week, taking place in Canada. Ah, um, again. So, yeah. Uh, so uh, this this uh, article was titled, titled uh, "Lobster Festival Forced to Eat Hot Dogs Instead After Air Canada Loses Lobsters." <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, so basically, um, in Alberta, which I imagine is a place in Canada, it is um, province. Uh, a woman from Alberta wanted to bring in like some uh, Newfoundland lobster to share with friends and family. So she ordered 145 pounds of live lo- live lobster, mm-hmm. um, and was hosting a lobster festival in Canada, I presumably Alberta. Um, but Air Canada didn't bring the lobsters. <laughs> So she had to feed everyone hot dogs instead. <laughs> um, it says when she talked to Eric Hand about what had happened, she says they were rude and unhelpful. Um, and basically, they uh, the lobsters never got there. Um, it says... Did it get loose? Is it lobsters on a plane? <laughs> yeah. Is that method lobsters uh, oh, it says that the, it turns out that the lobsters were actually in Toronto, um, but Air Canada's tracking system said that they were in Alberta, um, and the lady says it raises concerns about the reliability of Air Canada's tracking system. <laughs> um, 
but next year they're going to have pork instead. <laughs> uh, so that's a huge leap that, okay, our, my lobsters got lost, and the, therefore the second thing I'm going to offer my hot backup dogs. plan is yeah. hot dogs. Yeah, well, I imagine she didn't have a backup, like, nice meal, because the, the tracking right. system said they were, you know, coming <laughs> to, you know, there. Like, if you saw your package, you know... Was when you True. see that your package has arrived on your doorstep, you assume that your package has arrived on right. your doorstep, and you don't think, "Let me order another one off of Amazon just in case." Um. So yeah, I imagine the that question, it brings question to my mind: the, the reliability or the, the the choices in the Alberta Canada um, supermarkets, where real quickly she couldn't run out and get some chickens or some steak. Yeah. She had to go to hot dogs. Yeah, milk in a bag, <laughs> maple syrup. <laughs> that exactly. seems like it would be a fine Canadian meal. <laughs> um, but yeah, by the time the, the lobsters actually got there, and I guess she was reimbursed for the shipping and the, the I think the cost of the lobsters, uh, about a quarter of them had already died. Um, you so, think? Yeah, so the survivors were cooked and given out to the town. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they made it through their epic journey only to be eaten. <laughs> I would like to hear the story from the lobster's point of view, and the, the yeah. story from the lobster's point of view, the tragedy yeah, of I, watching their fellow lobsters perish. Yeah, I believe that movie's called Sausage Party, and it's in theater. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh. but yeah, so that's, that's just a little story uh, that I thought was kind of funny. <laughs> All right, <Nice>. so, <laughs> dead lobsters, sound like a song. <laughs> All right, well, my dislike this week is kind of hearkening back to one of my earlier dislikes, which is when I was ragging on the uh, preview for Ben-Hur, the mm. new Ben-Hur movie. I was actually going to go see Ben-Hur just to give it a chance, but then I looked on Rotten Tomatoes and saw it has a 28% uh, score, so it's rotten. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> and I, I get this, this email from an organization called Wing Clips, which does um, little clips of movies that you can show as like sermon illustrations mm -hmm. and all that. So, so I watched some of the clips on wing clips and yeah, it's, it's not, it's not good. Um, especially the clips where they show Jesus. And this is really my dislike is how much Jesus is shown in this new Ben-Hur and take this as a, with a grain of salt because I haven't actually seen the entire movie. So maybe it's not <laughs> as much as, as I think it is, but but I think that they show too much of Jesus in this. The original, or the 1950 Ben-Hur, I think it's great storytelling about the whole Jesus story where you never see his face. Mm. You know, right. it's always tangential to the Christ story. And that's how the book is, too, is, you know, it talks about Christ, but in a way that, you know, that he's not the main character. He's not the main character. Ben-Hur's ben life is infected by yeah, him. You feel his influence. You feel his influence. Without but, being so, like, right. in your face kind of thing. So, in in the clips that I saw, though, you know, Jesus is full-on face. You can see him, and, and he's healing a leper, and, you know, they're showing all this stuff that wasn't in the book, and... and uh, and just I, just the way they're they're treating Jesus in in this new movie just seems wrong. But I will have to see the whole movie, and when it comes out on video, which yeah. should be soon because it's I don't know if it's doing well in the theater or not. But uh, it's doing better, doing better than, than Kubo, Kubo. <laughs> <laughs> which is sad. Maybe that's my dislike. But yeah, it's a it's a pretty big bomb. Yeah. Um, I think it made like eleven million dollars or something in its first weekend. And that is a figure completely off the top of my head. <laughs> oh, there you go. 
Well, um, the the I don't open like fourth or something. The critics' consensus on Rotten Tomatoes is: How do you fight an idea by filming a remake that has too few of its own and tries <laughs> to cover it up with choppy editing and CGI? Nice. <laughs> Well, our friend Jeff Houston, who runs a blog called I Can't Unsee That, uh-huh. um, he says that the only thing worth seeing is the chariot race, which is pretty exciting, but that's everything else in that movie is a throwaway kind yeah. of thing, where it's kind of in your face, and it's bad storytelling, uh-huh. and relies on gimmicks and CGI, where where you don't have to do that. You tell, tell a good story, right. and, and uh, make it, you know... Don't rely on tricks. Um, make it make it rely on the characters and to, to tell the story. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I, I had no interest in seeing it <laughs> at all. Um, even before I saw the the um, the trailer, uh, and and yeah, and I much rather <laughs> go see the nineteen fifty Charles and Heston one. It has an epic feel to it. Where this one, I think, maybe or even tries. even see the first. The first one, the yeah, silent movie, talk about, still awesome. which is what, nineteen twenty-five or something. Yeah, something like that. I do have one friend who saw it and said they kind of enjoyed it. Okay, um, okay. but that person also said that they are admittedly very biased towards the movie because they want it to do well. Oh, so, okay. There you uh, go. You have to take that with a, a grain of salt. <laughs> they, they did say there were some interesting, like it, it, it portrayed, I guess, the uh, the, the Jewish people um, in an interesting way. That they made. Um, I guess some of their their motivations like a little bit more clear than they oh, had okay. previously seen, so that was you know one good mm-hmm. thing about the movie. Hmm. Um, but I haven't seen it myself, so I don't yeah. have an opinion. <laughs> right, I saw it might, a trailer. It might be a video movie, if that. Yeah, I'd rather give Kubo all my money. Right? <laughs> so, like that's basically just the only movie I need to watch for for a little while is just see Kubo in theater a couple of times. Yep. So there you go. Those are our dislikes um, and our likes. We're not going to do a recap. You can listen to this podcast again if you want to hear the, <laughs> the recap of what we talked about, our likes and dislikes. So, uh, or yeah. like the show notes. Yeah, that's that's, uh, notes. that's episode yeah, 11 in the bag. We're, we're back, and hopefully we'll, we'll keep uh, doing these since we're all in town and not going anywhere <laughs> too far and wide in the next few months. So um, hopefully we'll get episode 12 out to you guys soon. But until then, enjoy episode 11, go see Kubo, watch Stranger Things. And then go and, see Kubo again. And then go see Kubo again, <laughs> and watch the, uh, the for the ticket and vote on it. Those, those are your assignments for the week. And there's the recap you didn't want to give. <laughs> <laughs> Darn it! <laughs> um, so uh, you can you can go on like our Facebook page. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, um, Pumping Irony Pod, at Pumping Irony Pod. Um, and you can leave comments on our website. You can talk to us on our um, Facebook page. You can tweet at us on Twitter. Uh, we'd love to hear some interaction from you guys. And uh, until next time, I'm Tim. I'm Russ. And I'm Andrew. And we'll see you next time. Guitar.